sex, drugs, and everything in between. The wildest, most unhinged stories of past, present, and future. No topic is too wild to talk about. Here we put everything on the table. So buckle up, get ready, and welcome to Unhinged. It's Emma, and we're going to get deep again. I know everyone loved my first deep one where we talked about my story, so we're just going to dig a little bit deeper into it. I have Justin here with me, per usual. He's going to really just sit here and call me out whenever I'm bullshitting. I love that part. (laughs) And we're going to have you listen to us hit our vape 17 times. I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) But we're going to get a little deep today. We're going to talk about supplemental happiness and just really happiness in general and how fake happiness is nowadays. So I don't really know any other way to dive into it other than to start with what I told him when I first walked into his house today. And that is I threw away all my plants. And anybody that knows me knows that I have like 60 plants and they are my babies and I take care of them like they're my children. And over the past six months, almost every single one has died. And I think that truly comes down to like it is a reflection of my happiness and my life, my ability to take care of myself. So, like, how am I going to take care of things around me, you know? Like, it happens with my animals. It happens, as shitty as it sounds, it happens with my animals. It happens with my plants. It happens with... Friends and boyfriends. And and jobs and everything. As the more you stop taking care of yourself, the more the things that you're feeding or feeding off around you and surrounding you are going to, like, take that hit. So... As stupid as it sounds to start with, I threw away all my plants. Anybody that really does know me knows that my plants are my babies. And that is, uh, it was a big decision for me. The only one that I kept is my pink princess philodendron because she's like a $150 (laughs) plant. And she's thriving right now. So I'm like, okay, Okay. she's good. And one of my monsteras. Exactly. I agree. And one of my monsteras. Other than that, everything else has essentially died. Um, And it's... If you need new clippings, you can... Maybe take off. I don't have much. I'll take some of your aloe. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. My yeah. aloe plants like I'll give you a little not thriving right now, which is surprising because aloe plants thrive off neglect. So it's yeah, like, yeah. how is it not doing well? But, well, yeah, I think aloe won't. Like I overwatered mine this last time. Oh, yeah. Sad. Yeah. But so, um, as I'm throwing, <laughs> isn't that isn't that such an example of our love lives or our, who are we are as people? Yeah, we're overwatering our plants <laughs> and overwatering them. everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and then we neglect them a little bit, and then they just fucking die, and then you're just distraught. Yeah, exactly. You're like, it's I'm. I gave you everything, and you hate me, and I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck like, you. You're on the garbage. <laughs> yeah, like fuck you. And some of these, there was no coming back. Like they are crispier than fucking McDonald's Sprite, my guy. Like they were, uh. they were rough. But as I'm, I'm picking up. <laughs> All of these plants and I'm throwing them all away. I'm like thinking in my brain back to a conversation I had with my boss at my job. And she said, you know, like you have to figure out what makes you happy. You don't need 17 plants, three dogs, five cats, all of these things to make yourself happy. Like you need to figure out how to do it yourself. And I'm like sitting as I'm choking down my breakfast because I just to be transparent with everyone have a very unhealthy relationship with food. I always have. For a really long time, I was a binge eater and I was bulimic in high school and going into like my adult years, I binged eats ate so much that I was I was actually like bigger. Like I was a larger woman and I was booking high school. You were like fresh out of high school. I was booking like one in 2019. I was booking like 180 
and I was I was big and damn girl you thick I know it's crazy to look back on those photos and then I got into a relationship with my ex which I think we talked about a little bit the one that used to beat the shit out of me and that was just a really bad guy and I didn't eat for six months straight like I would snack a little bit or take a couple bites of food but I wouldn't eat and it was from an anxiety and a stress point and I got down to almost below 100 pounds and it was terrifying and i i know that was when we first met when yeah. i was first hanging out with your ex yep. i was definitely yep. skinny and i it wasn't like i wasn't cooking because he worked swing shifts so i would pre-cook every monday three different breakfast lunches and dinners and package them together so that he always had something to take whether it was like an egg bowl that i just cracked eggs and put like ham and cheese in and then he would cook it in the microwave and then it would like be a, a meal for him in the morning but I was I was making food I just couldn't eat it and it was very very unhealthy for me and then moving into when I moved to Arizona in 2020 and I started binge drinking a lot the only time that I could eat was when I was drowning myself in alcohol right and which is surprising that's not normally it's know, it's weird that's but like normally the thing i'd get drunk and i'd be like i want food oh, okay, yeah. and so that was the only way that i was eating and i was gaining weight and you're probably eating fucking alcohol. fast food and yeah. disgusting food and like pizzas like frozen yeah. pizzas yeah. and just shit that wasn't good for you but i was also gaining my weight back solely from just drinking so much yeah and it was it was really crazy and then when i moved back in 2021 i was not eating again but I was still drinking so much that I was like retaining that weight from alcohol. Yeah. And then moving into 2022 is when it when I got sober, I like realized that I, I had a serious problem and I started trying to make sure that I was eating three meals a day. And then going into this year, I've just had so much like stressors in my life where I haven't been eating again. And it's a serious problem. So like today I started like my when I started my fitness goal, I was doing really, really well with it. I was meal planning. I was Routine, doing everything. Right? Yeah. Right. I was doing everything I needed to. And then that kind of slowly slipped away. And today I like started it again. And I told myself like, you're going to fucking eat three times a day. And I don't care how hard it is. And today I sat almost crying at my breakfast table, <laughs> attempting to choke down three eggs. Cause it was so hard for me yeah. because my muscle memory yeah. is it's not there. And like every time I eat, my brains like throw up. Well, and, when, and then last time, so the other day we recorded an episode um, and that one's going to be a little bit before we air that obviously. Um, so this one will air before that one. Well, but we, when we sat down, you know, I, I reminded you how much you love to be busy, but how unhealthy that really is. And so you, you're always busy. And so it's, you know, and not to make an excuse for it, but because you're so busy, it's easier to get Taco Bell DoorDash. It's easier to, yeah. uh, to, to have, you know, uh, your regulars bring you in food from just anywhere and yeah. you're just, you're just scarfing down. And then you're not backing that up with a lot of active, um, uh, routine. You're, you know, you're behind the bar all night long and then you go home and you sleep and then you get up and I mean, you're fucking it's it's wash and, re and repeat. Exactly. And it's it's super, super unhealthy for me. And it's it's crazy. And so, like, I've I've restarted this this food journey and I've I really spent some time last night, like thinking deep down, like what truly makes me happy? Like one of my employees who's one of my best friends texted me today and she said question of the day what are three things that you love about your physical body and I'm like sitting there like almost in tears again because like I literally I don't know three things that I love about my physical body I couldn't think of something the first one that came to mind was my body's ability to be resilient after falling off a cliff being able to walk again being able to heal like that that is yeah. so crazy to me yeah and then 
like moving forward, I was like, I don't know, like I like my hip dips. I think they look really cool. Like a lot of people don't have Your those hip dips. So like on the back, no, like the PlayStation controllers. So like right here. Oh. They oh. Like, they dip in like a Coke bottle. I think it's oh. super super cool. And I've even no matter how skinny or tiny or big I get, I always have those. And it's just as my mom calls them, birthing hips. And I. I thought they were super, super cool. So I added that in. And then, like, I had to, like, scrounge up to find another reason. And I couldn't find one. Like, I literally was scratching my head. And I was like, oh, uh, my pigeon's chest. I have a pigeon's chest. Some people have, like, a caved-in chest. I have a pigeon's chest. It makes yeah. my boobs look bigger. It's it's cool. And in a sense, yeah. it's like I always have my chest puffed out. Like, I'm always chest force first. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So now I'm going to ask you, what are three things that you love about your physical body? Uh, so I love my dick. Okay. I love the way my dick looks. I, I love that for you. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I love showing people my dick because I am so fucking proud of my dick. I get that superficial and very. Good uh, thing you still have two more to name off. I know it. I know it. I love my anxiety. I love how my body copes with anxiety. Okay. Um, I think that I have learned my body has taught me over the years to use anxiety to my advantage okay uh, it is do you think that's healthy no <laughs> yes and no yes and no so I think what makes the anxiety makes me you know that makes me a good operator so that makes me a good manager that makes me um, a good um, consultant uh, making sure the people are doing well it, it makes me a good friend as well I think um, it's also not necessarily healthy because obviously I it's, it's a lot of giving it's but it's a lot of reflecting as well yeah. Um, and you know, we talked uh, on prior recording about anxiety itself is, you know, I'll sit in bed till, f I mean, I'll go to bed at nine o'clock at night, but I'm up till three or four in the morning. Exactly. I'm watching TV. I'm trying to find something to, to decompress with. Exactly. To just numb my brain. To just drown out all the thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't know if that last one should be physical or. I would say that's more mental. So that, the, the second one is, uh, more mental. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that on a physical, the third one, the physical is like, like my veins, like, like they're like, you like your veins and your arms veins. and stuff. I yeah. think they're, they're an attractive feature, they you know, are. and, and Bitches love that. Yeah, I know it. And that's, I get nurses all day long. Ask them. So, um, but I also think like, I think it's my ability to, to heal the emotional part of my heart constantly. Okay. Um, yeah. That's good. That's good. So it, like, it's but I only I had to learn all that, Emma. I've had to learn all that. This wasn't an overnight thing. When I was in my twenties, I couldn't tell you one fucking thing. It's crazy to that say that I liked about myself. But we literally just started talking prior to going live here. Is, you know, I have roughly seventeen years on you, so I can. I've lived a lot of these experiences that you are now going through. Yeah. And how many times have I told you I just want to grab you by the fucking shoulders by the throat <laughs> and be like, well okay hang on hang on, hang on hang on hang on okay not sexually yeah not sexually you know um in a friendship way in a friendship like, way shit yeah yeah unless you like have obviously uh, consented to it then i would but <laughs> um <laughs> just joking dane um <laughs> <laughs> i just i literally saw a tiktok this morning about like this guy who's like um you know like i had to realize like you know girls having boyfriend or guy friends and whatever how dangerous that i was like oh i'm that guy with emma like i feel <laughs> sorry for any guy me and joe should feel <laughs> sorry for any guy that comes into her life and dane's met joe a million times yeah. so yeah. whenever we go to a show and joe's there i like introduce them and they talk and they like have their little chit chat yeah, it makes my soul so happy yeah because it joe's does been around forever yeah like yeah. i think we've talked about it before in, in our first episode that i ever aired with you on your podcast not unhinged and yeah. it was 
like when I was at my lowest point in Arizona. The tired of your shit. Yes. Bro episode. Which everyone should listen to if you haven't listened to it yet. But please do it. Joe was the one that came to my house and, you know, opened the door and said, like, you're depressed, depressed, huh? Like, this yeah, is he, bad. He drove all the way to Arizona to get your ass. He flew to Arizona oh. and then drove me home. Yeah. And like, that was something I never thought that I would have a friend that would do that. And like, to this day still, like, if I am at my lowest point or he can tell that I'm starting to get distant, like, he'll call me and be like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I need you to tell me what it is because I'm here for you. And like, yeah. you have me as for a person. Real. Yeah. And you need that. So what's, what's the point of knowing those three things? Do you know what those, those points are? It's just ju- the fact that like some people don't know, like how you yeah. said in your twenties, like people don't know. And it's the stumping of when somebody asks you, what do you love about yourself? And you not being able to say something like it makes you dig deeper down to like realize what do I love about myself? Yeah. Am I running from what I love about myself? Am I running from trying to find something that I love about myself? Am I focusing on what I love about everyone else more than what I love about myself? And are you thinking, I love this about myself because people love this about myself, right? Well, so that was the first thing that came to mind. But like I, I had to realize, you know, what do I actually love about myself? And that's the self-reflecting that I've done a lot recently. And I actually, this is like a big accomplishment for me. I did not smoke any weed yesterday at all. What the fuck? I went a whole day with no weed. No wonder you you're, you. I told I I told you I'm like you kind of spunky this morning. I I went a whole day without suppressing my feelings with drugs, which I mean weed, not like anything else, but without alcohol, without weed, it's a Sunday fun day. I usually spend Sunday fun days yeah. like getting fucked up, and after I get off work, and I spent a whole day like feeling my feelings, and I like fucking God damn it, Dane. He was fucking around with me after I dropped off liquor, and he pulled off. And he didn't say anything. And I like immediately had a mental breakdown because like my abandonment <laughs> issues. So I'm sitting outside tailgaters sobbing, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. sobbing. And I'm like, he just left me. And everyone's like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. He just left. And then when I got in the car, he was like, Emma, I was just fucking with you. Like it was a joke. Like just know like it was a thousand percent a joke and there would never be a time that I would just leave you. So, <laughs> but that's but, what we do too. Is exactly. It, is it was an anxiety. Everyone leaves. And it was like my brain, it like really made me think that was like at the end of my shift it really made me think like do i need to have a sunday fun day do i need to go get fucked up do i need to like do i need to smoke weed to like deal with this i do have fomo but also i didn't have any fomo last night i went to bed at 10 p.m like i i slept a whole entire night like i didn't now i'm gonna call you out what because i i get that and and i think I think you did good. I'm not discounting what you did, but now Dane was in town as well. I agree. And so that was kind of an excuse. Now, if Dane wasn't here, do you think you would have still had that same reaction? Yes, because I have way too much going on in my brain right now that I, I literally, I, today I woke up and I was like, fuck, I've really let myself go this past three weeks. I haven't been aside from, I got injured. So like, I haven't been in the gym because of that, but like, I also haven't been in the gym. I haven't been drinking my greens. I haven't been eating. I haven't been taking care of myself. I haven't been, showering as much as I should I haven't been doing the things that I should be doing for myself because I've been supplementing it with supplemental happiness by getting care is more important it is so more important and I've been avoiding that because I've been scared to be in my own thoughts so yes Dane being there was that nice yes but would I've probably still gone home and just sat in bed and like been alone yes yeah because I needed it like it was a necessity like I I truly needed to be alone for a split second like I just I just couldn't take it. So how do we how do we start fixing this? How do we, um, uh, you know, you had all that time to kind of sit and think by yourself. Or, well, not really by yourself, but it really you you had a. There you, was no words. You said and I about are, it. are much alike, and even in the presence of somebody you love and want to be with, you are sitting there 
chewing in your fucking nails I know. and thinking about what is the next move? What am I doing wrong? What can I do better? And I, I've realized like I have to do it alone. Like, and, I, and I think that's part of the reason why you do this podcast as well is two parts is one, you can play it back and listen to it and go, okay, okay. Either it's a motivation or it's a chance to rebuild. And it's another chance for your listeners to see you out in public or message you or whatever and say, you're doing great, girl. And just being or, raw. Or like, or, or like I'm calling you out on your bullshit. Yeah. That really didn't happen that way or whatever. Somebody from your past or whatever. Exactly. And I think it's it's the biggest reason why I do the podcast is one, I want to be there for others, but also it's an ability for me to be completely and utterly open, honest, and raw and like show who I really am. Because unfortunately, a lot of people that are listening to it don't know me truly and like personally they are my followers on social media but a lot of people that are listening to it too are people that I went to high school with people that have gone through the whirlwind that is Emma like I I built a really shitty name for myself in this town and I've tried to run away from it and it doesn't work and it is an ability for me to like fucking plead my case essentially like I'm not this big of a fuck up that everyone thinks I am because I built such a shitty name for myself like I'm a fucking human being with feelings and emotions and concerns and hurt and who's been through trauma yeah yeah I got uh when I told people um, when I first announced I was gonna do a podcast um and I put the I put it out there I said this is my this is my dream list of guests and you were on that dream list of guests and I remember a few people read back and wrote back and said um really Emma you know like I'm like no 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 you guys don't understand there is a story behind Emma that people don't know. People don't know. And even you said, like, our first episode, Tired of Your Shit, Bro, everyone was like, oh, my God, she's not she's not what we think she is, you know? Like, she's been through some fucking shit, and the, I really have been. The biggest comments we got back on that show was, I didn't, I didn't know that part of Emma. And nobody really did. And it's so shitty because, like, I always used to be so transparent and open and honest. And, you, like, I just... Everyone knew everything about me. You gave people two people. You gave people two versions of Emma, though. Exactly. And that was because I was too scared to open up. And, like, it's so nice to be open enough and, like, transparent enough as a person to know that I can I can show that now. Yeah. And I'm not afraid. And I don't care what my mother has to say about it. And I don't care what my family has to say about it. And I don't care what my old shitty friends have to say about it. And I don't, I don't care. Because I, I want to share my story because it's my story. It's not... Everyone else that's inflicted it. Yeah, and I and I think that's important. And, and so um, I've been doing making steps to obviously in, increase the viewership, uh, listenership of the podcast. And so I've been doing a lot of research. Um, I reached out to a third party company as well to kind of help me, you know, grow, grow and analyze and yeah. make sure we're on the right track. And so that's why like Sunday nights have changed from Justin's Journal to TBH. And actually, I just looked at the analytics coming back from that, um, and it's a hundred percent analytic. Nobody stopped. Nobody stopped listening. That's good. So we know we're on the right track with Unhinged. People love those stories um, and bad influence. People are loving these stories. What what we're, we're recognizing is that people are listening to this podcast mm-hmm. because they probably – and this is the reason why I started the podcast – is is this story is about you and it's it's about Emma it's about Justin it's about Dean it's about Haley it's about it it's about Everyone. you the listener yeah um and that you could take some parts of this and understand that you're not alone really in this struggle with it and and you know you being 23 years old and going through the shit now I didn't have the same struggles you did when you were going through 23 I got them a little bit later in life but you're you're fucking struggling bro I know and you are 
playing out these thoughts and these emotions in real time, recording them. And like calling myself out essentially. And giving people this, like this is where it is. And so if you are 30 years old and you're having these feelings and thoughts and shit like that and you're listening, just you're not know alone. you're not alone. A 41-year-old is having the same issues. A 23-year-old is having the same issues. So. And there's a million other people out there that are having the same issues. <clears throat> and so that's kind of why I really wanted to talk about supplemental happiness today because I, for my whole entire life, well, let's actually just back it up. For the past five years, I have tried to find something to supplement my happiness. Like I've tried super, super hard to find something to fill the void that is my life. You know, like whether it's going to Starbucks every day and being a Starbucks girl or being a plant girl and having 60 plants or having all these boyfriends or having all these friends and being like the most liked and the most loved or fucking literally anything it just I had to find something and I never truly found what makes Emma happy for Emma what makes Emma Emma who is Emma I don't fucking know and it's it's really scary and we had talked about it in that episode that we recorded that we're gonna wait to drop for a while and I I always was trying to be somebody else whether it was I watched a tv show I watched like a music video. I liked who this person was. I saw somebody on social media and I really liked their persona and their was aura. Was there somebody like really stood out to you as far as like public figures when you were growing up that you were like, I want to be like her? No, but I can tell you when I watched Yellowstone, like Beth Dutton, I was like, oh. I want to be Beth Dutton. And, and how, I like. I, how bad do I want to be fucking um, Rip? <laughs> you know how bad I want to be Rip? Yeah, everyone does. And that's why those TV shows go so like, well. You got such balls, bro, to like just have that like. And everyone Beth loves Rip. Stride. Everyone loves Rip truly because he does not give a fuck and because of how he puts up with Beth. I don't love him for that. And most people do. But women love him love for that, that because they want somebody because that women, just put up with anything. They see themselves in Beth. Exactly. And I, like I am tr- I've been trying really really hard to find you know something somebody some substance some anything to like make myself happy and that's just that's just not a fucking option Mm -hmm. as crazy as it sounds like it's just it's not and I have I've tried a lot recently to like feel those feelings and I've I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting and a lot of like realization you know I I do have mental disorders. I do have issues. I do have I have borderline personality disorder and that makes me defensive. That makes me aggressive. That makes me it doesn't matter what the situation could be. It could be something super small and I'm uh, immediately going to get defensive. Why? I can't control it. It's the chemicals in my brain. But there's different ways to cope with that that I have chose not to recognize, so I just allow that to take over me. And that's wrong. So it's like I could take all this medicine and I could go to all this therapy and like maybe feel better do you feel better by subduing your own thoughts and feelings and almost replace those with seeing people live a better life other people around you like like you know uh, making sure your roommate is uh, got a place to live and fed and stuff like that and and maybe a a patron pay their their uh tab their their tab it's it's so shitty yeah a thousand percent you replace your own with them and it's like yeah yeah. I'm I'm so worried about these people in my life making sure they're fed, they're ate, they're s- slept well and everything. Yeah. But am I eating? Am I sleeping well? Am I taking care of myself? No, because I'm so focused on everyone else. Why? 
I have no fucking idea. Yeah. But do does that mean that it's right? No. I have to do that for myself. Yeah. And it's so hard to then not remove those supplemental things out of my life. So like throwing away my plants, what we started this with, seems not like a big deal. But like that's a big deal for me because for the past year and a half, I have been dedicated to these plants. And I have not been taking care of them because I have not been taking care of myself. Yeah. I'm not cleaning my house when I'm supposed to. I was I'm, actually really happy when you told me that because I kind of knew that, that that was a click in your head. And what did I say last time too? There's no fucking way I could ever tell you how to live your life. You are so stubborn and so devoted that nobody can tell you what you're going to do is right or wrong and what you're doing right now is right or wrong. You just have you have to do that and you have to do that on your own. <coughs> I agree a thousand percent. And and that's throwing away those plants is that step where I go, oh, and I hope hope some of your deepest, closest friends will go, oh, this is this is that click. Yeah, no, and it is that click. And that's where my brain had to revert back to. Like I said earlier, I don't I don't have to go to Starbucks every day to be a Starbucks girl to be cool. I don't have to have all these plants to be cool. I don't have to have 50 animals to be cool. I don't have to do any of that to be cool. You're not doing those animals any justice by taking them all in. No, I'm not. And the fact I'm not is, taking... you might be hurting them because eventually you might go, oh, fuck. It I fizzles too... out. I have too many of these dogs. I have, I have too many cats. I have too many plants. I have too much. And then at a certain point, it becomes so much on my mental health that it's it's just easier to walk away and look away. And that's why my plants all started dying. Yes, 60 plants was great. And I was a plant girl and I loved it so much. But then I realized like they're not getting watered. They're not being taken care of because I'm not taking care of myself. And that's shitty. Yeah. And like in the end, like these are living things that I'm not taking care of because I'm not taking care of myself who is also a living being. Yeah. And that's so hard to recognize. And it's so hard to realize and to know that there's so many people in my life that just keep taking and taking and taking like essentially i'm i'm losing myself because i'm just giving myself to everyone else yeah i'm letting these people and these things and these animals and these plants and all of these things feed off of me and i'm not feeding myself i'm not reading like i used to i'm not sleeping like i used to i'm not eating like i used to i'm not taking care of myself like i used to and that's so hard to recognize and be self-aware about because it hurts to know like i let myself go that far right but like, how do you turn around from that? And that's like the point where I'm at in my life now is like, is it a new beginning? Is it starting over? Is it, you know, like really buckling down and bolting down and doing it for me? Like, what is that breaking point? And that's something that nobody can give me advice on. Nobody can tell Correct. me how to do. That's Correct. something I have to figure yeah. out how to do for myself. Yeah. You know, like you don't need a boy to make you happy. You don't need plants to make you happy. You don't need coffee to make you happy. You don't need animals to make you happy you need you to make you happy and if yeah. you're not making yourself happy all of those things all of those supplemental things are yeah. not going to grow yeah. they're yeah. not going to thrive right and we see this a lot with uh you know like well i'm sure you see it a lot in your friend groups i see a lot in my friend groups where people will move to a different city or state or whatever to what i get about that doing that is that's that clean slate it's, but it's not a clean slate though it's removing the the people that were kind of there and starting over and kind of starting off with a new group of people. But if you haven't fixed yourself, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to fix it. It's, it's never yeah, going to change yeah. anything. And that was a big thing for me in Arizona was I want to start over. And then I moved and I had all of this trauma that I had not felt or dealt with. And I had never been alone to then sit there and literally be alone in my own thoughts and processing all of that trauma, 1500 miles away from everyone that I loved and cared about with nobody to give me a hug when I needed one. Yeah. And that was so hard on me. And that's why I, ultimately turned to alcohol and my liver started failing at 21 yeah because i was 
I was failing myself. Yeah. Wait till you get my age, and then, then it's okay to let it fail. No, no, it's <laughs> not, Justin. It's not okay. But uh, that's just that's the fucking harsh reality of it. Is no matter where you go or where you run off to or where you start with a clean slate, nothing's gonna change if you don't change what started the problem in the first place from agreed. where you started. Yep. And that's scary. Yep. And I think that's why everyone fails when they leave, and so many people come back to Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Because they they didn't fix that to start with like they didn't fix the original issue Mm -hmm. they just ran you have to be good enough with yourself to say you're not a good friend to me i can't have this many plants i only deserve one cat or one dog or you know whatever you have to be good enough in your own soul to say that stuff um as i've gotten older i've also turned to literature a lot and not the bible necessarily but um just reading so well so little known fact about me, um, I was a mission for three years. I missioned for Christ for three years. And so a lot of my my youth was, you know, researching why we do the things we do or the way we feel things we do. Now, I'm not saying I'm against the Bible or anything like that, but there's other teaching out there. And that's when I started really developing that. As I got into my 30s, I love reading little articles, um, you know, that 20-minute uh, article. One thing I learned— and I saw it again not too long ago, and I wrote it down. I have a, uh, for the listeners, I have a legal notepad that sits in front of me pretty much every episode. And it's <laughs> With chicken scratch on it. It's literally chicken scratch. And sometimes it has like these really powerful speeches, and then two lines down, it has t shirt ideas. So it's not nothing that's in. Uh, that's it's how I take notes. Always have taken notes that way too. Yeah, I'm not going to waste paper and go start a new fucking pad or whatever. So. Something I learned a long time ago. This is I learned this when I was in my real early 30s. The Buddha teaches us three things. Um, there's greed, anger, and ig- ignorance with most people. We have to learn to take that greed and turn it into generosity. How do we do that? Exactly. So this is my recommendation on this. I hear a lot of people say, this bitch did this, and this bitch did this, and, and this happened, and this guy is fucking this girl, and blah, blah, blah. Well, that's that's their life. That's their well, yeah, right. It's not fair to say that type of stuff, and so use generous thoughts. You don't. I don't take that as a money. You know, this is my money, and it's greed, and it's not your money, and I'm going to give you a dollar or whatever. To me, that's an emotional thing. Anger to uh, compassion. I think this is the one you probably struggle with the most. Anger to compassion. Yeah, I. You take a lot of your anger and you hold resentment. I do. I hold grudges. Like That's my biggest downfall is how many grudges that I do hold because I hold grudges on anything. I can hold a grudge. Like, for example, uh, somebody in my family got knocked up by a guy that I never really even truly dated. I just screwed around with for a few months. And I, to this day, I said so many shitty things to her that I lost somebody that was a sister in my life for eight years and she'll never forgive me. And I probably will never forgive her too and that is she won't forgive me for the shitty things i said to her about her ability to be a mother and i can't forgive her for getting knocked up from a dude that i was screwing for three months right and that's fucked up it it is it is it's it is part of human nature but it's not an overall there's believe it or not there's people that don't act that way i have the same problem i have a hard time going you know like emma i'm i'm a friend to you and why don't you give me the same time of day, uh, same time of your, the same amount of 
Why don't you give me? Why don't me, I give what I take? Why don't you give me back what I give to you? Correct. And I had a hard time really dealing with that. And so for a while, you and I didn't really talk. Right. And you knew I was angry at you. Yeah. And until we had the I'm tired of your shit, bro conversation. Um, Our th- friendship really took a toll. Well, right. And but it all re- re- it repositioned our friendship. I agree. Um, it's hard. That is the hardest thing I think I've had to do. I think it's going to be the hardest thing for you to do. The other thing that, that the Buddha teaches is take ignorance and turn it into wisdom. Good luck. Yeah, I agree. Good luck. That's fucking hard. It is. That is really hard because that's swallowing your pride. That's that's. And for people like you and I who live a very social life where we're kind of figures in the area um, or popular figures in the area. um, It's hard. It is really it is really difficult. So these are all growth mindsets you have to take on. Exactly. And it's. I think the biggest thing that's to be said too is like all of those growth mindsets and all of those things are things that you have to do a fucking loan. And when you have gone through generations of trauma and like you've just been through so much in your life and your biggest coping skill, which I know mine is, is that I always found somebody to be there with me because I couldn't do it alone to then like realize I'm fucking up. And I'm fucking up to the point where everyone that I've surrounded myself with is feeding off of that and fucking up with me or supplementing my fuck ups by doing like doing it with me. How do I do it alone? And that's so terrifying to think of like, I know that I would truly be happy if I went home alone and I sat alone in my home by myself and I read a book and I ate my dinner and I did it alone. But how the fuck do I do that? How do you do that? I don't know. It's hard. It's scary. It's hard. It's it's not, it's hard, yeah, but it's scary. And I think that's what makes it so hard is that you're terrified to do it because you've gone so long without doing it. Yeah. And, like, we recently, I know that this, like, when we first started this and we first started talking about recording the podcast, we're like, we're just going to get nasty and gritty and grimy and talk about but all this. This is nasty and gritty, gritty and, and grimy. grimy. But it's nasty, gritty, and grimy in ways that most people, like, you would think I'm going to talk about 17 sex stories, which is how we started it. But instead... We're going to talk about our feelings, our emotions, our concerns. There's nothing our fears. wrong. And we'll still get, well, I, I hope we still stick with the, oh, the, we will. the sex stuff, you know. Um, um, but I, this is the way I look at this episode in particular is that in order to get to that point of fucking two guys in one day or fucking a guy just because he has um, a split tongue or, <laughs> you know, um, or, you know, getting, uh, you know, blowing a fucking dildo so hard you get a bloody nose. Th- those stories, <laughs> those stories happen because of the people that we are. Exactly. Um, I don't even know if my unhinged stories would be even allowed, be- you know, because there are there is there's so much that happens in somebody's life. Um, I don't even know if I'd honestly be ready to, you know, even Share have those types of stories. Um, but you're doing it. And this is part of your growth is putting it out there. You're not doing it to make fun of the situation. You're doing it because these are situations that happens in real fucking life. And, yeah. um, y- you know, the best example is I've I've dated girls that are very vanilla um but there's always that little part of them you can tell that like they want to be slapped around and you know called the uh, you know they have um degrading 
Like yeah, yeah, the, they want to the be kinks, degraded. Yeah. yeah, they have those kinks. Um, or they want to be called good girl or mama. You know, <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, uh, tea time. Uh, last recording we were doing, I was just in casual conversation. I said, "Yeah, good girl," and she went, "Don't." Emma <laughs> <laughs> goes, "Don't." Haley peeked her head up. She was taking a nap. She like peeked up. She's like, "What?" So, th- th- but that's just it. Like, unhinged is about an unhinged lifestyle. About things that not necessarily are. They have to. They don't have to be talking about you know getting gang banged every fucking weekend. Um, and, I, and I hope your, view, your listeners really see that. Yeah, too. it's we're talking about, you know, we're talking about the harsh reality that is fucking life. And a lot of people, you know, that share their life stories and everything, they sit there and they they are vanilla about it and they share the good parts. Like I'm talking about the nitty gritty, the deepest, the darkest, the fears, the has your all of sex it. life changed as well now that you're kind of going through this. So, and for the listeners that don't really know, obviously, that we're kind of skipping around in episodes. Um, yeah, we uh, skipped around a lot. Um, I guess I haven't truly exposed that. The last episode, we talked a lot more about the breakup, but we're going to wait to air that for a while because we got into some serious stuff that I'm not necessarily ready to share with the world yet. It was something that I needed to get out and like we'll have share it when I'm ready to share it. No. You fuck. <laughs> um, but there was things that I really needed to get out and I needed to say on air, but that I'm not ready to share with the world. Things that I needed to tell Justin and have a conversation with Justin about, but not that I'm ready necessarily. Having this microphone in front of you makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? To like just be transparent. Yeah. Like it's. Yeah. But so um, I broke up with the guy that I was dating when I first started doing the podcast. He was a great guy. He was super sweet. He did everything right. Um, It just he wasn't the one for me. And that was because I was deeply in love with my ex. And, you know, me and my ex actually have had this conversation a lot where, like, I kind of get weird about, like, hearing stories about what he was doing when we were split up. And he's like, Emma, you were in a whole nother relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's because it was one of my coping skills was to just always hop to the next person the next person to supplement my happiness because i couldn't be alone best way to get over somebody is by getting under somebody else i agree um but that's wrong and you know i i ran into my ex and i realized how many feelings i still had for him and he is a great human being he is completely transparent he's a realist he tells me shit how it is and how it needs to be and he doesn't sugarcoat anything you know, and but he also still lets me be vulnerable. Every time we are alone, I am in an emotional state usually because I was raised like we talked about. On the, there's going to be some repetitiveness. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I was raised that emotions make you weak. And when I'm with somebody that makes me feel safe and at home, I'm able to, you know, really expose those emotions and those feelings. Yeah. And so, like, it feels good too. It to does. Like feel to like I can, for the first time in my life, I can be. I can say what's on my mind without some type of gross recourse from my partner. I Correct. I can say I don't like when you do this or I'm feeling this way without them fucking putting a spin on it like they're the goddamn politicians of the United States. Like it's nice to have somebody that is that will hear me out, listen to my emotions and my feelings and, you know, not use them against me. Yeah. Like I can yeah. I can sit there and I can cry about certain situations in my life that I'm not going to share right now because it's it's not my place to share and there's other people that are in it. But, you know, I can I can transparently like tell him, you know, like this is really hard on my mental health. It's hard to do this every single day. And he's like, Emma, you don't have to do this every single day. You one, you're not alone. Two, you have somebody in your corner that wants to see the best in you. Not all these people that are out here saying like they want the best for you, but then go out and get fucked up with you every night. Somebody that truly wants the best for you. 
Yeah. And it's weird to see that because like I know that I have my dad in my corner who wants to see the best for me, but also he's been putting up with 23 years of my bullshit where it's like, what That's, am I blowing smoke up his ass and yeah. what am I being honest yeah. with? Yep. 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 And to have somebody. I have the same relationship with my dad as well. It's, yep. it's weird. And then like literally the other day, my little sister hit me up and she was like, you need to talk to your mom. And I was like, I'm not talking to mom. Like I, I set a boundary that I was fucking done and I'm fucking done. I had and the I'm same holding relationship to that with shit. my mom too. Yeah. I'm holding Good to that for you. shit. Like Good. I'm not, and that's hard. It is so hard because for the that's longest, your mom. Time, the longest that time growing up, you. I know. And the longest time growing up, she was so stable and she was so great and she was so amazing and she made me feel my feelings and she talked through them with me because my dad didn't let me do that. And I'm not anywhere saying my dad is a bad person. My dad is a great person, but he was in the military for a really long time and that's how he was raised and that's how he raised. We're me. gonna start a petition to have Sarah John. Oh God. He it'd just be him dogging on me <laughs> the whole time. That's what we want. That's I know. So uh, for listeners, she was in a relationship when when she first came on the podcast, very first episode. I'm tired of your shit on the Unhinged series. And then um, um, uh, she likes talking a lot. So we started her own podcast. And through that time, you know, we've gone through it a lot. When I record episodes, we'll record episodes with, you know, maybe a three or four week buffer buffer. Um, but because of the changes going through Emma's life right now, we're kind of juggling some of these recordings based on, uh, uh an appropriate timeline really. Yeah. And so we're going to hold off on one episode. So the fact is today we're airing today's, t- uh, Monday, we're airing this episode tomorrow. Correct. Um, so you guys should listen to it. We had literally, this is the first time in, in, in bad influence, uh, podcast history where we, we recorded and, and then we're aired. posting it. We're just um, putting it out there yeah, except for Justin's journals and TBH. But so you guys are, you're hearing uh, the newest information. So anyway, so you, uh, you were with Logan for the long time. Um, you Three guys, months. yep. Um, <laughs> for you, that's a long time, sweetie. It is. It is. Um, and that breakup happened, um, you know, as your friend, I was through most of it, um, with you. Um, and, I wasn't happy that you were sad, but I was happy that you were, you know, you're, transparent. You're, you're transparent with me and you're, you're learning to grow off of this. Um, I wasn't very happy when um, I, I knew what was going on. Everyone knew I what was going on. I saw your snaps. I saw what was going on. And then, but I'm glad that you came to me immediately and said, I know why I did what I did. I know why this breakup had to happen. I could never provide him with the love that he needed. And it was a different type of love. It is a childish type of love. You know, somebody that hasn't been in a relationship in seven years who only knows relationships as high school and middle school relationships, somebody that has not gone through trauma and hardships in their life like I have. He tried really hard to understand things, but he didn't. And solely, I, I feel like me and Logan's relationship would have gone farther if I wouldn't have ran back into Dane because all of those emotions came back. Me and Dane split up for not a reason that he treated me like shit or that he was a bad person or that he lied or that he was secretive. He just had some stuff going on in his personal life that I couldn't process and handle. And now, like, moving forward, I have accepted those things because at the end of the day, he's the person I want to be with. And I know that. And I can plug him up a thousand times and whatever it may be but like when I tell you there's somebody when you can hug somebody and you're having the deepest darkest like mental breakdown so I have anxiety really really bad and I get anxiety induced seizures and I had a panic attack in front of him one that was so close to like I was I was close to seizing like I was I was panicking like I I couldn't breathe Like you have a full-on actual like a full-on actual panic attack and this man handled it 
the best, better than my parents. Do you stick could. a spoon in your mouth? No. Peanut butter and spoon or whatever? No. Or is that a you're dog? You're not supposed to do that. Is that a dog? I, I don't know, oh. but I know you're oh. not supposed to do that. Oh, okay. But, I had uh, a girlfriend that seized a lot, but it was the best sex I ever had. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Let's get back into the deep. <laughs> but um, I, somebody, like my parents have been dealing with this for my whole entire life and somebody that dealt with it better than anyone else in my whole entire life ever has. And also in that dealing with it still made me feel like I was at home. Like I felt comfortable. I was able to calm down. I it was in a foreign place somewhere I had never been before, like one of his friends' house that we were staying at. And like I I had a full on breakdown. And like the way that this man consoled me is just it's like something deep down when you have the disorders and the issues that I have, when you have somebody that's able to just hug you and you feel like you're home, that is like when you know like this person is my person. Yeah. It is so it was so yeah. nice to feel and yeah. And in return from that, now, like when we're alone, most of the time I get really emotional because there's so many things going through my head throughout the week that like I can process myself. But like sometimes I need to talk out some things that I can't talk about on here that I know that I can go to him. And also like he doesn't hold grudges, you know, like we can get into a small argument and I can raise my voice and he'll be like, I'm fucking over it. So like you get two minutes to cry, cry it out. It's kind of like having a guy best friend. Like it is me and Joe like. He's he, Emma. Shut the fuck up. Literally, he is my best friend <laughs> and my lover all in one, good, and he is good. such an amazing person. Good. He takes me all these places and he introduces to me. Well, we'll have to get into an episode about uh, you know the goods of Dane. Yeah. Here soon. Yeah. We will. We a thousand will. percent. Um, maybe have him on. Maybe. maybe actually, maybe. Let's, let's wait six months. <laughs> let's let's try to surpass your longest relationship. Um, so my longest relationship was two years. I just want to say that wasn't even a good relationship, though. You know, was, that was, was just beat every <laughs> night. <laughs> you were forced to stay there. That was that's called kidnapping. You're so not wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, so viewers, so this, uh, listeners, this is where we're at. Uh, broke up. Now she's with Dane. Uh, she and and I and I, th- I will tell you from the outside looking in, and some of her closest friends, you'll be able to confirm this. It was. It was a platonic shift. It it was the shift of the the earth itself. Uh, when I saw this coming, I I truly believe that it, my job as a friend is is to support you. And if you're happy, you're happy. I'm not here to rain on your parade. If you're happy, right? I'm not here to say, oh, I I, I knew better, or I told you show. So after it ended. This is an experience you have to live through. Yeah. I won't do that with Dane. I won't do that with, you know, if Dane's forever, then forever. If he's not forever, then he's the, then there's the next. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for that. Um, but as I watch you kind of unfold through this, I probably have seen one of the biggest. Like self-realization. I- internal. Yeah. Um, changes. Changes in you. And I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. It's I, crazy. And I'm here for it for you. It's crazy. And it's like. Uh, we talked about supplemental happiness, like how you don't need a man to make you happy, but it's, it is different to have somebody that is in your corner and is there for you that helps you grow into who you're supposed to be. You know, like he isn't forcing me to do anything. He's just holding my hand while I do it myself to make sure that I know that I'm not alone. But I also, he knows that I need my moments alone. Like we can't spend every single day together. He lives (laughs) two hours away. (laughs) Would I like to spend every day together? Yes. But do I yeah. get to? No. And, is and if it I have to spend me, every day no. together with somebody, I don't care if they're sitting on the couch, I'm playing video games and I'm watching TikTok. I don't care. But if that's the spending time together. But yeah, you need your own time and, and to do your self-reflection. Yeah, a thousand percent. Like I have to be, I have to learn how to be alone. But it's nice to know that there's somebody there that like 
if even if I'm in a, my alone state and I'm like I'm like starting to like really feel like my feelings are my emotions and my feelings and my thoughts are like coming down on me and I can't do it like he's a phone call away yeah. and all it takes is five words to come out of yeah. his mouth and then I can hang up the phone and I get to feel those feelings again and process them by myself Good. and that is great and like what you said everyone else has noticed it too the change in who I am and the self reflections that I've started having since we got together. It's because I'm with somebody that's real. It's not some fake fucking love. It's like literally this man's like, you need to figure out your own fucking shit before we can even figure out anything ourselves. And, and for the listeners, uh, Dane is a grown man. Yeah. He's, he's 31. He, he's 31. Okay. He's, he has a kid. He has a kid. He has a good job. Um, a life, a house. Yeah. Uh, a whole a whole different friend group of people that he's, I don't he's, know. He's a man. He's yeah. a man, or at least becoming a man. I'm sure he's got his hang-ups as well. And we all do, except for me. I'm perfect. <laughs> uh, hit me up. Um, so, Jesus ladies. Christ. So, um, I... I <laughs> Plug in <laughs> Justin. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell your friend to come say hi to me. No, <laughs> Jamie! <laughs> she listens to the podcast. She does? Yeah, and it's Dane's uh, best friend as well. Oh, fuck. I just called myself out. Okay. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so, um, and I'm glad you're, you're getting to that point. It's nice. Um, I, th- I think when I'm, you know, as I'm hearing you talk and stuff like that, I, I want to put myself in the listener's shoes. I, I, I want, I want to be the listener and, and have those questions. Um, what do you think they're going to say? What do you think they're going to say about Emma right now? You're just jumping into another relationship. But, like, for the first time, and I know I said this a lot on the first episode, like, how things were just different. But I think there was a lot going on in, like, my brain at that time where I was just, like, having, I was starting the fitness journey. I was doing all these new things where, it like, it felt nice to have, like, that relationship, you know, where it felt, like, all good. But it was actually way more smothering than I needed. Like, it was, oh, it was too much for me. And it. But it felt good, too. It, it did feel it, good it does, at first. It feels good for someone, like, to, what we, because we care for people for so much. So, uh, uh, by the way, a little off topic, um, but on topic, when you were talking about, um, you know, when you're in the relationship with one person and you're thinking about your ex while in that relationship, I have the same things. It's weird. To this day. I wonder what she's doing. I wonder if she still thinks about me. I wonder if it's worth it, even though she was probably one of the worst people in my life. It's crazy because it, it's a, and I think there's something to be said about like when you break up with somebody there are two different types of breakups. You know, there's the, you don't miss them. You miss the things you did with them. And then there's the breakups where like, you do miss them. You miss everything you did with them. I could take out the sex. I could take out the arguments. I could take out all of that. And like, you still truly love that person. Like that was a true love in your life. And I think I hate when people say like, you only have one soulmate. I think you have multiple in the different levels of growth that you have in your life. And you know, Logan was a really good stepping stone for me. And I hate saying that because he's a human being, but like he really was. He helped me open my eyes and realize I needed to get my shit together. And for the record, and and this episode is still to be aired, but during that episode I said men and women mature much differently. And Emma, at 23, you are probably a maturity of a 25, 26-year-old. You're a couple years ahead of yourself. And because of the life experience you've lived, I probably actually rate you a little bit higher, but... Like 27 is what most people guess my age at right. when they like first meet maturity me. wise. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think I could be on board with that. Um, men 
don't mature at that level. I'm 40 and I probably act like I'm 20. I get I get I told that I'm 27, 29 a lot because of well my maturity and because I look really good. TikTok, we love you. Oh my god. Um so this fucking dog. <laughs> <laughs> um you whore, give me your vape. <laughs> you're going to get you're going to get you're going to get whatever I got. You got COVID Delta variant 19 now. Oh, God. I've never had COVID. Not have I. But I was on cocaine the whole time, so. Oh, my God. Well, I was on alcohol the whole time. I I think alcohol and and cocaine was a cure for COVID. So, um, with all that said. Plug us, FDA. (laughs) (laughs) Sponsors the podcast, FDA. Um, So, I I think with all that said, I I feel like I I know where you're kind of coming from. I also want to say, like, do you really think that this is love? Do you really think that this is it? And, And honestly, my honest answer is who gives a fuck exactly because it's my life and i get to do whatever i want in my life not necessarily that but like you understand that that you like to be in a relationship and you are kind of a relationship girl um and as long as you're in that relationship it's it's that time to learn and whether dane lasts forever or dane only lasts for a couple more months it doesn't matter it doesn't fucking matter um, and, and hopefully you kind of get something out of this and it's your opportunity to learn and grow no matter what happens. I agree. And I think the hardest reality of it too is that I've like accepted in my brain is even if Dane was to leave tomorrow, I know that I still am on this journey for myself and I still have to continue doing it for myself whether he's there or he's not. Okay. If this were to end tomorrow, please be single for a little bit. Correct. I agree. I, I know you've lived a single life before, but be alone too yeah i i that's probably one of the be- biggest benefits i've learned i agree i agree a thousand percent and i think that like what i was saying was like if this was to end tomorrow you know i know that i'm in this for myself i am not in this for a relationship i'm not in this to find love and yes i am a lover girl and i'm always searching for the next you know the next vice but also in the past couple weeks the self-realization like i realized i was really letting myself slip and I was really fucking up and I, I needed to figure out how to fix that myself and having somebody in my corner that's able to hold my hand is great. But even if that was to end tomorrow, I know that I'm still on this journey for myself. I'm still doing right. this for myself. I still right. need to avoid the vices. I still need to throw away all the plants. I need to still stop going to get Starbucks every day. I don't stop need looking at every dog on fucking dog. website. And, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. don't need to do that because at the end of the day, I'm the person that is creating my happiness. And if I have somebody to share that happiness with great, but if I don't, cool. Like I'm still doing it for myself. Good, good. And that's like that's a hard, yeah. hard reality. That makes me really happy to hear. Um, uh, really, really happy to hear. And I hope the listeners, as like one of my closest friends, I know, I know that you need to hear that from me because you need. I don't that. need. To, I don't want you to say that though. I, I, but I feel that. I, I honestly sitting across the table from Emma right now. I really feel like she wants to be on a better path. I do feel that. Um, I don't want to keep fucking up. I don't. I. You're not fucking up, dude. I mean, but you're, I you're, am. I you're am, a baby. But I'm not. You're learning, and and I think that's what a lot of viewers have to, listeners have to, to remember is that, and your friends, your close friends have to remember is that, this isn't fucking up. These are experiences. If you're doing this at my age, you're fucking up. You're fucking up. I'm I'm 38, 39 years old, coked out of my fucking mind, 7 a.m. in somebody's fucking kitchen. That's literal. That isn't a meme. That is literal. Yeah, with, like, where the fuck even am I? The birds are chirping, and, I, like, you're driving yeah, home. with my dick half hanging out, masturbating, talking to people, because that's how fucked up that is. You yeah. don't want to be doing that. I don't. You're realizing that at 23. 
I lived a much different life at 23, but that's going to make you a much healthier, better person moving forward. And I think a lot of people do forget. And like, I, I know a lot of my friends forget because I, most of my friends are in their thirties because I don't do well with people my age because of my maturity level. And they're a lot of people, <laughs> they're also fuck ups. <laughs> Dude, uh, you sent me that fucking, that video of that dude just being an asshole last night. Listen, Emma was working the bar last night. Oh my God. She had somebody that had, he bought like three people's tabs. He was trying to flaunt his money. He was doing all this shit. He was acting a fucking fool. He only had like four fucking drinks. He was sloshed. He's 27. Um, and I really don't give a fuck about sharing this. He racked up a $200. Well, I was going to say his name. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name, but um, uh, he racked up a $200 tab. He did not tip me. He tipped me $8 on $200. And then he was messaging me on social media because he had like found my Snapchat or something. And if we weren't friends on there. Oh, you didn't but, tell me this part. Yeah, no, I didn't. I wasn't going to share this with anyone, but he was messaging go. me saying, Unhinged. I think I could pull that fat chick in the corner. And I'm like, at this point, I'm already irritated. He didn't fucking tip me. I'm annoyed. Who's the fat? Ch- uh, I don't want to know who the fat it chick was some, is. It was, she was not fat and she was a very sweet, there was a sweet group of people that came in that had never been into tailgaters. And they're experiencing this random dude saying i'm buying shots for the bar i'm doing all this and i have like all of these regulars in here that have been coming in for 20 years that are like who the fuck is this dude i'm like i don't know but like take your free shot it is what it is he closes his tab he doesn't tip me he does the, he acts a fool he tips eight dollars he tips eight dollars on and a 200 dollars fucking tab 191 dollars and 50 cents and he gave me 200 yeah 850 and he is then messaging me, degrading people in my bar. And at this point, I literally messaged him. I said, stop fucking talking to me. I want you out of my bar. I'm not going to say it because I'm not going to embarrass you in front of people. But I'm going to block this Snapchat that you found me on. And I am going to ask you to leave. And he didn't leave. Yeah. And then he starts yelling my name. And I have my back turned to him. And I'm like, stop speaking to me. I'm done talking to you. Leave the bar. And he goes, I gave you a fucking tip. And I was like, you did not tip me whatever i'm done and he throws 80 dollars into the beer well which is soaking wet so now i have soaking wet money and i'm like you know what it is it is what it is and one of the regulars at this point has had it and he's like do you want me to handle it and is I'm this like, the taller guy yeah. yeah i was like i would like you yeah. to handle it because i i cannot right now and that's what i love about like not having security this guy, in my bar even even hearing like what was kind of going on through the snaps you're sending me shit like that was that this guy was intoxicated obviously uh quite inebriated um and and he was he was so righteous in his own mind that no matter and and he sounded like he could be very demeaning to you because you're he a female. Was, he was, and he was. So at this point, and this dude, by the way, this dude was like five five, fucking long, fucking mullet hair, fucking a scraggly acting beard, a fucking fool, wearing duck boots. Like he was acting a fucking fool, and he had already been flying his boys, money. We love you, but and don't come into a yeah, city bar. Do not and acting a fool, especially a low key bar like that. Like and you he's, got regulars. He's sitting there devaluing me and like talking the shit, calling me a cunt. And so my regular goes over and he's like, "You gotta go." And he leaves he walks back in the regular goes back over there and he goes i'm giving you two minutes to find a fucking ride and then i'm telling you you're done and he walks him back out again and then the third time he comes back in and he falls and he hits his head and at this point i'm like okay now i'm not getting aggressive i'm not removing him from the bar i'm giving him a water i'm making sure he's okay there's an off-duty doctor that's in there he's taking care of him and as all of this is going on this dude's yelling i gave her eight thousand dollars she had a kid and became a bitch ass i don't have a kid you never gave me eight thousand dollars who do you think I am? Because I am not the person you think I am. <sighs> what oh. the fuck? And so then he finally now gets part to of me wants to like reach out, hug this kid. Me too. I 
at first I was very angry about the situation. And this is where we talked about like anger into compassion. I felt so bad. And so like, that's why I didn't make him sit on the curb while he waits for an Uber. Like I made sure he had two waters. I made sure like he wasn't concussed, like that he was okay. Um, That's mighty big of you, honestly. Because most people wouldn't do that. I, well, no, you know me. Yeah, no. (laughs) But like, but at the end of the day, like this is my bar. This Uh, is my business. uh, Like I have to run it like I should as a business. I don't want to call 911 on this kid. Like he's harmless. Yeah. Like he's just obviously going a lot, going through whatever he's going through to act this way. So we dealt with it. It was handled. He was removed. And you know, I, I had taken videos of him calling me names and like screaming at me and saying these things. And I was reaching out to Justin directly. I wasn't sharing it with everyone because Justin ran a business for a very long time. And, you know, he can give me that insight of like how I should handle this situation. Except I didn't really give you any insight. I kind of laughed and said, I, know. I well, don't miss this shit. Yeah. But it was, it was easier to like, you know, kind of deal with it that way. And I'm glad that I'm in a bar that doesn't have security. So like I had regulars that were there to have my back, which was very, very nice. And regulars are good and bad. And then immediately after, one of the other regulars is like, I can tell you're stressed. You want to do a hurricane shot? And I got to do it. Fuck yeah. Someone slapped you? No, I slapped somebody like hard as fuck. He was like, I can tell you're stressed. You need to let out some of that. Oh, okay. This is the video you also said. Yeah. And that was a good connect, man. Like I. Yeah. You needed that. Got his ass. And it was great, and I loved it. And you I know, we stopped. Fun. We didn't do that. Uh, I was. I didn't allow that at Hazard because it's a liability. But not if they ask for it and they pay for it. I mean, not if they ask and pay for it. He can walk out, get his fucking jaw broke, and realize that the kid that broke his jaw has nothing when tailgaters has everything and sue tailgaters for it. Okay. I'm just. I'm just. Woo! I'm put. I'm putting Papa out there. Papa Skittles is just saying, listen. Anyway. And I've had conversations with the owners, and they're like. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. And, you know, and so we, uh, I even talked about doing it um, at Hazard was we buy a barber chair, put it on a pedestal, and we pay some girl that is okay with wearing basically nothing and just fucking like, like a ritual that you would get at the strip clubs back in the day. Oh, my God. Dude. Oh, my God. I remember the first time I went to a strip club. It was Lover Yard before it got shut down. And this dude got on stage and they sat him in a chair. They ripped his underwear off by their teeth and beat the fuck out of him with the dildo, bro. Like, it was wild as we fuck. We got sued so many times for that shit. Really? Yeah. I was there for four years, so. Really? I was head DJ for four years, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I got let go for sexual harassment. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so this is the time where I'm going to close it out. And I'm really excited for this episode to air tomorrow. I'm holding back on that other episode because I do have a lot of things, moving parts in my personal life right now. But I just want to remind everyone, you know, you don't need supplemental things to make you happy. Supplemental happiness is not true happiness. At the end of the day, it's just going to come down on you harder and you're going to have to process a lot more. So just remember, you don't have to be this person you don't have to be the social media star you don't need like i've slowed down on my social media i'm not posting on facebook as much as i like my my reels where i was making money off of it i'm not on tiktok as much as i used to be i'm not on social media as much as i used to be because i don't want to be a social media figure i don't want to be that person i want to be me i want to be emma i want to be a person i don't want to be somebody with 63 plants and a plant girl i don't want to be a fucking (laughs) starbucks fucking fiend i don't want to be that i want to be emma i want to be me so like remember You don't need all of those things to make you happy. You get to make yourself happy however you deem fit, but make sure it's the proper way to be happy, not something that's supplementing that happiness. Make sure that when you look in the mirror, you love who you are. Like when that drunk guy was fucking tearing me apart, 
I told him, there's nothing you can say to me right now that I haven't said Sticks and two stones, feet away from the fucking mirror. Yeah. There is absolutely nothing you can say. So just yeah. remember, you know, happiness is happiness, but make sure you're finding the proper amount of happiness. I'm glad we got as deep as we did. Yeah. I love having these conversations. You know, we'll get another episode out there where we're talking about the nasty, gritty, grimy shit. Now, I'd like to do, um, I, I really am adamant about doing, um, you know, some type of live um, where I'd like to get the listeners involved and let's do some q and A. I I think this is a good basis to use, a good base to use right here. I agree. Um, I think it would be good to hear kind of what viewers and listeners think about I've had like six dudes reach you. out, tell me they want to be on the podcast. I'm yeah. like, I don't even know who you are, but yeah. I mean, if you want to and, be on and, the and I'm happy. So we have the ability to um, do um, like a over-the-phone type call and yeah. record it into the podcast. It's much better when you and I are sitting down. Obviously, there's um, a lot more compassion when, when it's a lot more sit. intimate, like emotional, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and so let's let's maybe look forward to that. Um, if you are listening and you think that that's something you're interested in, comment. Uh, we'll put a poll up on it. Actually, um, if you'd be interested in doing a live um, podcast uh, recording with Emma, uh, we'll go ahead and set that all up on yeah. my end. I think that'd be great. Um, I think we'd have fun. Yeah. And and, and, and it's nobody hold back. If you want to do it, don't hold back. Let's ask the real questions. Let's ask some serious shit. Um, it's we're obviously seeing that Emma is growing here as this podcast is going with her. We are listening to her growth. Correct. It's so nice to be able to share that with you guys, too, because anybody that's known me for as long as like I've been around in Cedar Rapids, like. Even people will come up to me and they're like, Emma, you've gone so fucking far. Like, you really have grown so much. You really have. You really have. Um, I see you less naked more often. I don't need to be naked for people <laughs> to love me. I think that's a, that's another big thing, too. <laughs> we can close it out on that. Is there was a really long time where I felt like I needed to show my body for people to love me. But people love me for my brain and who I am and, like, who I am deep and down. Like, not for what, how my body looks. Yeah, like, my body is a plus, but... People love me for me. They don't yeah. love me because I'm naked That's why I on love social you. media. Exactly. I love, I love you f- for that. What's up inside that fucking noggin of yours? The That's unwashed hair. The skinny noggin. fucking did dried out hair face. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think a lot of people that really get to know you do. So, guys, I just want to thank you guys again. Um, I appreciate everyone that's, you know, followed through my journey, that listens, follows all the way through, listens through this episode. You know, if you made it this far into this episode, I appreciate you guys so much. You guys are great. You guys are amazing. You can find me on all social media. We got a Facebook page now going. You know, Bad Influence. Plug it up. Follow, share, like, you know, rate the podcast. Follow the podcast. I appreciate everyone following me and Justin through this journey. And I just appreciate you all so much. So, I hope you guys have a great day. And... Feel free to listen to all of Justin's episodes, not just mine, because this whole entire podcast, it, it's pretty crazy how deep and in-depth we get, whether it's from the grimy, gritty, nasty sex stories to, you know, like what true happiness is and true love. So I, I love, appreciate I love everyone. That. And I, we appreciate you. That uh, If you guys want to just go follow us in general, um, just go to badinfluencepod.com. So I just bought a website. We're building it now. Um badinfluencepod.com you can find um, us on Spotify, Apple Music Google Podcast um, uh, Prime Podcast you find us all of our information there we'll be eventually building into more of that Um, in the next few days here I'll be building in um, our host profiles you're going to see a little bit more of Emma if you guys haven't seen what Emma looks like we'll post a nice little um, maybe nude 
No. No. Okay, it has to be. We'll post something from one of my photo shoots <laughs> since I model. <laughs> uh, we'll post a professional picture. Not picture. nude modeling. <laughs> ah, damn. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. She said no. No. Um, and uh, that's where you can find us at. You dirty dogs. Yeah, we love Look at it. This. this is a POV I've had before. <laughs> We're saving that video clip right there. That is awesome. No, but I appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for listening, and I hope you guys have a great day. See ya.